Welcome to More Than a Mission, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to discern God's calling to live an active, intentional life of sharing the gospel. Each week, we talk about the way God is moving in our lives, around the world, and everywhere in between, as well as how God's call to missions may apply to your life. Ready to explore your calling? What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the More Than a Mission podcast. My name is Micah Torgerson, and I'm joined, as always, by the actuary, Andrew Carlberg. Well, I think this is the first time I've been mentioned first. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> and the Iceman, Zaya Henderson. What's up, guys? We got another guest on the podcast tonight, Mr. Maui from Moana himself, Jose Esteban. What's up, y'all? Jose, thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Zaya, you can thank Jose for that nickname. He gave it to me for you tonight. <laughs> I did. Nice. Y'all, I'm running out of nicknames, and it's also just kind of realizing that absolutely no one is going to understand our nicknames except us and maybe some of our World Race Squad members. <laughs> People probably just think we're crazy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Before we jump into things tonight, I just want to take a quick minute to give a shout out to one of our partners here at More Than a Mission. Uh, we've recently partnered with a new Christian uh, clothing brand called Victorious Co. Apparel. Uh, Victorious Co. Apparel is a Christian clothing brand based out of Canada, and their sole mission is to spread the gospel through uh, Christ-centered uh, clothing. So think T-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, I even just got my shirt in the mail the other day. Super cool. It says, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Uh, Zaya and Andrew got a couple of shirts, too. Uh, they're waiting on me to deliver them. <laughs> uh, but go check out Victorious Co. Uh, find them on Instagram at victoriousco.apparel, and you'll find the link to their online store there as well. Use our code MISSION10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. That's MISSION10. All right, y'all. Let's jump into the episode tonight. Andrew, what are we talking about tonight, man? Uh, we were talking about trials tonight because uh, we previously tried to record on a different topic. And, you know, the footage is magically gone. So <laughs> we were not meant to talk about that topic, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, we're talking about walking through trials. So, you know... I was pretty upset after I lost that footage that we recorded the first time we tried to have Jose on the podcast. <laughs> but I will say, like, it was, what, less than a week after we recorded that, Andrew, you and I went down to Florida with Jose. And after, like, spending the weekend with him and having some conversations with him, like, it just became very clear that the Lord had something else for Jose to share on the podcast with us. So... I can't say I'm mad that I lost that footage anymore. <laughs> so yeah, after uh, having some conversations with Jose, he has a very unique story that uh, we would love for him to share. And we're, we're thankful that he joined us, was willing to join us on the podcast tonight to share his story. So Jose, you want to tell us about your upbringing and uh, some of the trials and, and struggles that you went through to get you where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, so just kind of long story short, I ended up moving in with uh, my grandparents at around the age of 12. 
uh, 12 and a half just due to situations and circumstances and decisions that uh, my mom made that just um, put me and my siblings just in a not uh, safe environment. Uh, so we moved in with my grandparents. Um, and when we moved in with them, I knew that like we would be going to church. Church for them ever since I can remember has been a necessity, um, has been a must for them. Uh, and so I came in just having gone through that whole ordeal and whole situation with just a lot of anger, uh, a lot of frustration. Um, and the last thing I wanted to do was go to church. Um, I had no desire to hear about this uh, Jesus dude who, you know, supposedly loved everyone and, and this, that, and, and whatnot. Um, because for me, I didn't see any of that. Um, just with the situation uh, that, that I was dealt. Um, so going through that, just again, a lot of anger. Um, in that season, I truly feel like the Lord allowed my heart to be hardened. Um, and so instead of seeking after things of him, I just got into just all sorts of different things. I started partying, drinking drugs, like all these different things at such a young age um, that just took me down this path that the Lord obviously had not intended for me. Um, and it just led to um, just these poor decisions. Um, and then just to finding myself in situations uh, or circumstances in which um, you shouldn't be in. And then that led to just more anger. So it was, it felt like this cycle of um, cycle of doing things and oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this cycle of uh doing things and thinking that i was happy and then realizing you know that's not true happiness and just all these different things um a lot of borrowed happiness a lot of um a false sense of like security and whatnot um and again it just led to a lot of poor decisions and just situations that, you know, no one should really find themselves in. Um, and then that all kind of led up to uh, this one night. I was around, I was 17 or 18. Um, uh, it was D now. If you've ever heard of D now, it stands for discipleship now, like a weekend thing where you kind of go and um, we'll have like, you'll do like mission type work and then you'll like listen to like a, a pastor uh, speak and I worship and different things like that. Um, and I didn't want to go. Uh, my grandparents, um, from the time I moved in till um, I was 18, forced me to go to church, um, which praise the Lord that they made me go. Uh, and so they made me go to this. And I was super like frustrated, didn't want to be there. Uh, and then the pastor said something that I'll never forget. Uh, he said, the only thing that we have to offer Christ is the sin that makes it necessary for him to die on the cross. Like what we think we bring to the table is like why Jesus, why the, why God sent his son to die for us. Um, and so that kind of hit me and I was like, wow, like, dang, I never really thought about that. I thought, you know, I had so much to offer to this Jesus guy, like my humor, my, my wit, like just all these things that, that I thought, you know, this is what I offer the Lord. Um, and so I kind of sat there and was like, you know, okay, what, what is this? Uh, and then the song Break Every Chain came on. And before this, like, I wasn't a crier or emotional just because I had grown up with, like, hey, don't be emotional. Like, emotions are for girls type thing. 
Uh, and then I just, all of a sudden, like, I got to know where I just started bawling and like the thoughts of like what I had done and the people that I had wronged and the, the, the choices that I've made just all like hit me at once. And I felt like I remember sitting there and, and I heard this voice of like, it's okay, I'm here. And I turned to my friend and I was like, what are you, are you talking to me? And he was like, no, dude, leave me alone. And I was like, okay, this is really weird. And so like, I went to my youth pastor and he explained to me like who Jesus was and, and who he said I was and what he had done for me and, and all these things that he has for me um, that I hadn't really paid attention to before. Because again, like the, I feel like the Lord allowed my heart to be hardened in that season of life. And so that led to like me understanding and grasping like for the first time of who this Jesus guy was and how like regardless of the things that I have that I've done that like he loves me like the, the the situations in life that that I felt were you know just circumstance were like moments or, or specific times in life in which the Lord was allowing me to grow like he allows you to and I, I can realize that now is that he allows you to grow through those trials like I was reading through a um, a devotional, um, an elevation devotional actually. And the first day was the song Graves in the Gardens. And it talks about um, like how we can see things as when like we're being buried in these situations and we think that the Lord is done with us, but we haven't actually been buried, but we've been planted. And so like the Lord has been planting me in those situations and those trials throughout my life. Um, and then he allowed me to see and like understand that like, Yes, that may have stunk and that may have been really hard, but like, because you've gone through this, like you're going to be able to see and speak that hope into other people's lives. You're going to be able to tell them like when they don't see a way that there is a way or when they don't see hope that there is hope like, and his name is Jesus and like he is for you. So who can be against you? And it's just like, I love like even now, like if you would have told me five or six years ago that Jose would be going um, on a mission trip to 11 different countries or Jose would have been doing a podcast or Jose would have worked at a camp or different things like that. I would have told you, you are crazy. Like you need to go to a mental asylum because you obviously don't know who I am, but the Lord in his like ultimate wisdom and, and all that, like had like these plans for me through these trials. And I just love being able to see like, in situations which I thought it was just like circumstance or just life that like this was the Lord's sovereignty and who he is like guiding me through these situations so that I could speak that hope that was spoken into me and the hope that I saw through these situations. And it's just, it's awesome that we serve a God that allows us to be a part of that. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to, I think I might have to y'all, but like, something that I learned and that the Lord is continually teaching me is that like, he does not need me whatsoever. Like he could do this world race. He could do like camp speak hope into people like without me. And it honestly would probably be easier, but like he allows me to be a part of what it is that he's doing in these people's lives and these students' lives and allowing me to like speak that hope. And it's just mind boggling to me that like, I know who I am and I know the things that I've done, but that's not what Jesus sees. Like that's not what God sees. He sees like a son that has been redeemed, that has been restored. And it's just, it's incredible y'all. Mm. 
That's awesome, man. It makes me think of two things. One, passage, and then two, kind of have a question for you. Uh, I mean, Second Corinthians 1, I believe it is, that just like straight up tells us that like one of the primary reasons we walk through trials is to then be a source of hope in pointing people to the only source of hope in Jesus when they are walking through similar things. And so like what you shared, exactly that of like Second Corinthians 1, that like, and to just like be okay with that being like the idea of being refined and then like getting to point other people to Jesus, like being okay with that being like the result of a trial, even if it's not something that like looks super like appetizing mm-hmm. on the front end. Um, and so my question for you then is having like walked through those situations, how has it helped you slash do you still struggle with like, Looking back on those trials that you walk through, how has it changed your viewpoint when you like enter into a new season of trial in life? Yeah, so um, I, for the longest time, didn't understand. Like, I heard someone say, I can't remember his name, but he's like, like it's a privilege to like be able to go through, or it's a privilege for the Lord to entrust you with going through these seasons of life so that you're able to speak that hope into others. Um, so for me um, now, like if I see a trial that I'm going through or something like, yes, it's rough, but I know that the outcome, like the, the light at the end of the tunnel, I guess if you want to call it that, like is so much more than than what I'm going through. I think it's, um, I think there is, I can't remember the scripture, but it refers to like, like what we go through is so insignificant to compare to like the glory that the Lord is going to get through that. And just knowing that like, Hey, like I'm going through this right now and yes, it stinks. But like, like at the end of this, like is going to be something so much more great. I think of the song, um, there is a cloud by elevation. And, like, for the longest time, I didn't understand what that song meant. But, like, here recently, like, you know, like, when you think of, like, a cloud or, like, a storm, you think of rain. And, like, rain can be, like, messy. Rain can stink. And and all that. Storms can be rough. But, like, when you're being pounded with this rain, yes, like, you're being pounded with it. But, like, when that rain stops, growing happens. Like, growth happens because of that rain or because of the storm that brings the rain. And so I, um, I welcome, which might sound crazy, but like, I welcome like any types of trial that is going to make me, um, lean so much more into the Lord. Cause like, I had been praying this recently. Like I want to like, like I want any type of thing that is in the way of me being completely, obedient to the Lord to just be taken away. And I know that that could look like trials, like, you know, friendships or like situations that we may not understand. But like, if, if me going through a trial means me leaning more into the Lord and being more obedient to him, then I'm so for it. But yes, like it's still um, tough sometimes, but I think when you become a Christian and when you've gone through those things, like, you know, Hey, I'm going through a season of trials but like seasons change like it isn't summer forever it isn't autumn forever it isn't winter forever like these seasons change and like because of this season that i'm going through like something even better 
like more better than I could have imagined, like is going to come because of that. Yeah, that passage is Second Corinthians four seventeen. Yeah, tells us for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea of one of my favorite passages to look at on trials is Daniel in the or Daniel three Shadrach Meshach and Abednego in the furnace and like. Right, the whole story of they're thrown in this fire and then like the Lord joins them in the fire rather than removing them and their mindset going in, they literally say like, even if he doesn't, like I will still praise. But like the coolest piece of that story for me and something that I like truly wrestle with in my own life, like I, I would tell you, I think I'm somebody who like endures hardship and trial well, but the piece of that story that I think I can struggle with and really wrestle with is they come out of this furnace and it says they literally didn't even smell like smoke. And so like this call that we have as Christians to be so rooted in hope and joy that we like literally do not even smell of the thing that we are walking through. Um, and so like, I think for me, that is something huge that I wrestle with is like, yeah, I think I endure really well. But then the question is like, do I think that I'm enduring in a way that is so rooted in hope and joy? That like someone on the outside looking in would not even smell the thing that I'm walking through. <sighs> Andrew just nailed it. Preacher mm-hmm. <laughs> <Get your> Andrew. <laughs> I'm definitely leaving this in. So everyone oh, yeah. can see how great Andrew is. Literally <laughs> leaves everyone without anything to say. Yes, that is that is what this world needs. <laughs> <laughs> Jose, I love hearing your story, man. Like hearing you go from someone who, like you've said, just absolutely hated God and like everything that was to Jesus and to seeing how you are now, like I never would have guessed it. Like I could never see it. Like Andrew was just saying with the literally like you couldn't smell their smoke. Like I never would have once guessed anything that, that you went through. So it's awesome to hear you tell your story. Uh, at what age did you move in with your parents or your grandparents? When I was around 12, 12 and a half. Okay. And were you living with your parents before that? So I was living with my mom. So I grew up without a dad. Um, he left when I was around two. So I grew up with a mom like till until about the age of 11, like, I, you couldn't have asked for a better mother. Just situations and choices, one choice leads to, to another, and then that leads to, like, a snowball effect. And then you uh, you just, yeah, like, it just, yeah. I, I could have never imagined um, that that ever would have happened. Um, but, like, another part of, like, that is I have so many people who I share this with ask, um, well, first off, they try to like give me sympathy, which is great and all, but like that's not what I'm looking for. Like I, like I don't want any of that type thing. Um, and then secondly, there a lot of people are like, "Dang, well, would you change anything that has happened?" And like my answer to that is like, absolutely not. Like, who am I, first off, to want to change what like the Lord set in motion type thing? And then who am I, like, if I feel like if I'm not saying that the Lord wouldn't still have led me to the same spot, but like 
if I wouldn't have gone through that or if I wouldn't, you know, have made these decisions or, or, or different things, like I wouldn't be able to relate to students um, in, a, in a real way and like a real ways that they're struggling uh, nowadays because there's just so much temptation, uh, so much like you should do this, do that, you know, whatnot, um, that, that I wouldn't be able to relate to or be able to be like, yeah, I went through that, so I know what it's like. And I know the appeal of that, but I know that the appeal of like having a relationship with the Lord and like how much more that is. Uh, and so like something that I've learned and that I like try to put into practice each day is like, if you're going through a trial, like lean into that, like don't run away from that. Like allow the Lord to like cultivate you and, and grow you um, and prune you like in those trials Cause like you're going through that specific thing at that specific time for a reason. And like, again, it may stink, but know that like this too shall pass. Like, again, like that is the season of life. Um, but yeah. So I love that you, you touched on that because as Christians, like, and having the faith that we have it, you know, when we're going through struggles or trials, we can have that mindset of like God is using this for his good and like he's building us up for something that we don't even know that we need to be prepared for. Um, and we can like have that hope and joy about it. Like Andrew was talking about, but now my question to you, Jose is like, what was it like going through those things at that young age without having like your faith to, to fall back on because you weren't a Christian at that time. Right. No, it was hard, especially like the transition from going to my mom's house to my grandmother's house. Um, a lot of like a multiple nights of sitting up, like what did I do type thing? Um, like, how can I make this better? And then that turned into just an unreal and an unhealthy amount of anger. Like, I think I was telling Andrew Mike this when we were in Florida, like I used to be one of the angriest human beings on the planet. Um, but now like you could kick me in the face and I probably wouldn't get upset. Like I used to get so frustrated by, frustrated by the little things. I mean, I think that all like leads back to just like the situation that I was going through. Um, just a lot of anger, um, a lot of like finding things to kind of fill that void or to take my mind off of that and so i think that's where like the like the drinking and the drugs and, and the partying like came into place is because like I've ne i never i didn't understand this until a couple months ago but like like when you do those things you're borrowing happiness from tomorrow and when you borrow something that you don't have from something you have not received like you've got to keep borrowing mm -hmm. and so i just just borrowing happiness after ha like happiness after happiness after happiness um and it was hard. Like it was just a repetitive cycle of I'm going to do this to get my mind off of it. Whereas if I would have like not been a knucklehead and like leaned into what the Lord was doing for me, like not saying that the trial goes away immediately, but like the hope and peace and, and the grace and mercy that washes over you, like is night and day difference. Um, so it was, it was hard. There were, lots of nights where I was like, you know, this isn't worth it. Like, I just want this to be over with. I want to be done type thing. Gotcha. I love that you, you keep saying like 
your encouragement is for people to lean into their struggles, which like ties super well into what we actually uh, heard from our guest on last week's podcast, Caleb Pauls. So Jose actually hasn't even heard this yet. So we'll, we'll spill the beans to you, but his was more, it was more directed towards like we were talking about the world race and leaning into the uncomfortability of, what we're all about to experience and just embracing it and, and taking in, taking in as much as we can and learning from that. But I, I definitely think it applies to no matter where you are in life and to just lean into these things that, that you may not want to be going through, but that God's putting you through. He also told us last week that like God, God's going to take you on a journey that you need to go on. And it's not, necessarily or hardly ever something that you want to go like a journey that you want to go on uh but just having that hope and joy that this is exactly where you're supposed to be and this is exactly what god is uh has planned for you is is just awesome and i think it it definitely applies here to trials and struggles too yeah i mean that makes me think of two things (laughs) um first i think one of my like favorite things about I didn't really journal a ton early on in walking with Jesus and probably like end of college that I started journaling specifically like journaling prayer and I think like one of the if you want to get a good laugh at yourself like go look back at prayers you prayed like four years ago and just like specifically like look at prayers about like person you were dating see how that played out (laughs) but like it's just like crazy to look back at prayers that like i wrote about and prayed time after time after time and how like just the lord in his mercy was just like no 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 and like you think you want this so bad right now but like the answer is no and then to like look back at it and just be like my goodness i was just like such an idiot like thank god that like you and like that just the idea of the holy spirit interceding for us in prayer but like that you chose your plan and not my plan and then just like the hope that gives us in walking through like the uncertainty of now of like thinking there might be something in life that like we really want to like be blessed with yet like the answer continues to be no just be like yeah i remember four years ago when i like had the same mindset and like looking back on it now like i see what he brought was so much better um and then, like, similarly, just this idea of pressing into trial, uh, one of my, like, favorite passages to talk about on this idea of just, like, not escaping trial. Um, the idea of, like, <laughs> to not have a mindset that is to just get out of the trial, right? And so, like, I think about the Israelites crossing the Red Sea. And right? so the whole story comes, like, they finally get out after the plagues. And they're like, and then Pharaoh changes his mind. And so the Egyptians are chasing the Israelites and they get to the edge of the Red Sea. The sea parts and they cross it. But then when they get to the other side, God makes Moses turn back around and speak to the sea to collapse it. And so it's just this like really beautiful imagery of like to think if the Israelites mindset was to just run away and escape and keep running. Like these Egyptians were in chariots. The second they got through the sea, they were going to catch up to them in a different season of life. But like, our mindset in trials can't be to just escape something because if we just escape the trial, that thing will catch us later on. But like what the Lord needs to do in that season is kill something that is like either a lie that you are believing or something that is like 
like putting you in chains and bondage. Like he has to break that thing and kill that thing for you to actually walk in freedom rather than living the rest of your life still being chased by this thing. And so like, are we, the question then becomes like, am I willing to actually press in and like not be content to just escape, but like truly say like, Lord, do not take me out of this season until you have like killed the thing that is that you needed to kill in me. And I think about like song lyrics and that too. Like, man, there's times in my life where I've questioned like, should I like literally be praying that like God brings trial into my life? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but like oceans is a great example. Like the lines that are like spirit lead me or your trust is without borders. Like that is a bold prayer. And to like not sing that or pray that lightly because like the Lord will respond to that. And like, if we don't have a mindset that actually wants to press into that, that's like, a risky prayer the lord's gonna use it but just like be aware of like what you're asking and seeking in that yeah dude from all the times i've heard the story of like the israelites escaping the egyptians and the parting in the red sea i don't know if i've ever heard like that after part of moses like having to command the sea to to go back like i don't i don't know maybe i just always thought you know as soon as they were out god closed it back up like automatically but that's such a good thing like you have to put an end to what you're going through before you start that next chapter yeah it's not the fun part of the story you know so <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> well, it's cool how we talk about trials and we see or some people see it as a negative thing but if you go back to job you see how like the whole interaction how god said to like satan like hey have you considered my servant job blameless in all his ways and then Satan was like oh like what if he did this to him then he was like curse you curse you and die pretty much like but seeing how like god had to give satan permission to do everything to job like just that thought process saying that everything that we go through is something that God has allowed us to go through and he knows that we have the victory or have victory over it. I, uh, I'm preaching on that on Sunday. I'll save you all the details, <laughs> but the very short version of Job is read the very end. And Job talks about after all of these chapters of complaining, he's like four chapters holding strong 30, whatever chapters of him, like, failing and just listening to these things of his friends and then like the lord speaks and like calls out job and is like i will ask you a question and you will respond which is terrifying <laughs> and like he then goes on this rant about like where were you when i like fashioned the earth where were you when i put the stars in the, where like all of these questions and job's response after chapters like four chapters of this is finally like lord i knew who you were but i had never seen you and that like, <laughs> I think there's a lot of truth to Job and the idea of being like faithful and being tested. But like the ultimate thing in that book is that like Job walked into this, like into his relationship with the Lord, but like purely had knowledge. He knew who God was, but he had never seen him. And he like didn't know his voice. And that like walking through all of that is what brought him to a point where he says, now I see you. And like, now I know you. And like far more than the blessing that comes on the other side, the whole point of that book of the Bible is that like it took Job from somebody who just knew about God to somebody who knew God.
That's beautiful, man. Can't wait to hear it this weekend. <laughs> For those listening, it's going to be after uh, after this <laughs> yeah. happens, but we're all meeting up this weekend. So four of us here on the podcast will be together as well as some of our other World Race Squad members. So should be a good time. Andrew's bringing the word. Excited for that. All fantastic stuff, guys. I'm so glad that we were able to have this discussion and have Jose on to tell us a little bit about himself and his story. We're going to go ahead and close out this episode as we always do with the word of the week. So, Andrew, I'm going to turn it over to you. Bring the word, man. Yeah, the three of you can hear it for a second time because we recorded one <laughs> since gone. But uh, my word this week is from Luke 15, and it's probably a story that if you've been around church much, you have heard. Honestly, if you haven't been in church, you also might have heard it just because it is used for like a lot of teaching in general. And it is the parable of the story of the prodigal, like of the prodigal son. And so the very brief outline of this story is that there are two, fun, two sons of a like really wealthy, rich dad. And one son decides that he wants his inheritance now as like a teenager, takes his money, goes off to a far country, spends and wastes all of his money, sells himself into slavery because he's completely run out of money. And then the other son like stays at home, does what he's supposed to do. There's a ton you could speak into on the other son as well, but we don't got time for that right now. So the son who is the prodigal son and goes away, gets to this point where he has sold himself into slavery because he spent all of his inheritance and has nothing left. And in verse 16 of Luke 15, it tells us that this boy would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the pigs ate but nobody gave him anything. And in my Bible, if I had it with me, I just moved recently, so I don't know where it is. should probably figure that out. <laughs> um, I have it like highlighted and underlined, and in the margin, I have written in like all caps next to that verse, what mercy. Because like the Bible says that this boy would have been like overjoyed, content, glad, happy to have been eating like garbage with the pigs, but nobody gave him anything. And to just think about like, he would have literally been completely okay living the rest of his life amongst pigs in a pig pen eating trash, like wallowing in this dirt and muck with the pigs if they would have let him. And so just like relate that to me, like to think about how many years of my life I spent living, seeking out things that I thought could fill me that couldn't like seeking my satisfaction and my success in sports, like relationships, all of these things that were empty but like it wouldn't fill. And so the beauty of this story is that like the reason that that is mercy is because like think about what would have happened if they said yes to that boy and he got to live the rest of his life like that, just wallowing in the muck with the pigs eating trash. That like the greatest gift of mercy that God can give somebody who is far from him is to leave them in a place of emptiness and dissatisfaction because like that just might be the thing that drives them out of the pig pen and like home to the father's house. And like what a great tragedy and even just like what an insult it would be to the plan and like the beautiful callings that the Lord has on your life. If we could be like filled and content living in this, just like muck with the pigs, like being filled by our sin. But, like the beautiful thing is that he will leave us in a place of emptiness to drive us out of that and to drive us home. And I think like another piece of it is to just think about like, he will not do it all for you. There is a piece of responsibility in it for you and to think about like, I don't know, you could really breeze past this detail, but the practical side of things like this boy was in a far off country in the first century 
like how do you travel home travel nowadays is not cheap like how do you get some like how do you travel across the world like it had to have taken a ridiculous amount of drive and like motivation for him to get out of that pig pen somehow just like leave his slave owner and return home and so that is just like what i want to leave y'all with tonight is just the encouragement like we talked about earlier to like press in in those trials and to not just try and escape them but to like let the hunger and the emptiness that you feel from something that you so desire like rather than being content to just like seek that thing and get it in a wallow the rest of your life in a pig pen eating trash like let that hunger drive you out of the pig pen and back into the father's arms Yes, dude, that is so good. I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot what you had done the word on from the last time we tried this. But as soon as you said prodigal son, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember exactly what he was talking about. And again, like something from that story that isn't often like the the main point when when you hear teaching on the prodigal son. So just a super cool part of that story that you highlighted for us, Andrew. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, of course. That's going to do it for us this week, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the More Than a Mission podcast. We will see you all next week. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you, guys. We want to thank you for listening to More Than a Mission. For more information and to keep up with our ministries, follow us on social media at More Than a Mission Podcast or email us directly at more than a mission at outlook.com.